Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Nun Ches in Maseches Psachim. This is quite the landmark for us because we are beginning the fifth parak, Parak Tamid Nishchat. And I ask you, do you ever wonder why Maseches Psachim is called Psachim in the plural? After all, we have Maseches Sukkah, which is singular, Rosh Hashanah, Yuma. All these Masechtas have a singular Megillah. They're single. And yet, Psachim. So I always thought, well, it's a reference to Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. But turns out that the Me'iri, as quoted by the Art Scroll, and by the, uh, says that there are, in fact, two sort of Masechas Psachim. The first half, which we just finished, Baruch Hashem, uh, and the second half, which we will now complete, um, starting here at Perak Chamishi. That really the two topics. Up until now, we've mostly been talking about Chametz Matzah, and those in Yonim have to do with Pesach, certainly. And the second half have more to do with the Korban Pesach itself, which is obviously a very essential part of the Pesach experience. But more so is Manamikdash, of course. May it return Bekarov. And so the question that uh, some, especially the Chofetz Chaim addressed, was why is this not learned in the yeshivas? The Chofetz Chaim was very strong about the fact that this should be learned in the yeshivas. It's less familiar. And the fact that it's less familiar, and it's also, well, they say, well, right now, it's not so halacha l'maysa. There are a lot of things that we learn are not halacha l'maysa, but this in particular, we should hope it should be halacha l'maysa. So, for example, this year, uh, let's uh, be hopeful that the base of Mikdash will be rebuilt, and we'll have to deal with the halachas of the Korban Pesach, Bezrat Hashem. And wouldn't it be truly uh, discouraging and embarrassing if all the B'nai Yeshivas had no answers for what the halachas would be, Simply because, because they thought, what? That it wasn't a lacha lamaisa to learn these inyanim of kachim and of the carbon Pesach in particular? And so this is going to feel like kachim and the Chafetz Chaim felt it was very important for us to learn it because somebody will have to be turned to to know these alachas. Not that we are going to be the authorities, but certainly it is also, in addition to that, I should note, a form of a kiyum to know these halachas, right? It's a form of kiyam, as we uh, say in other contexts, that just by learning the halachas is if you're brought, bringing these karbanos. So we have many layers of schuyos to be learning this now, and so it's a big schus, and may we be zochet to, just like we completed the first Masechus Pesach, may we be zochet to complete this and complete Masechus Pesachim and all the Masechus beyond as well. Amen. Okay. So, without further ado, uh, there is, actually, a little bit more further ado, I had to say, I showed this to my son, um, and then Zion and Bays looked in the Vilna Shas like no other page he had ever seen before. There's a nice introduction, Seder Hilchas Korban Pesach Rishon Bekitzara, in the Vilna Shas. Uh, a, par- a few paragraphs, uh, most of the page is devoted to telling us the halachas of the Korban Pesach, but we'll learn it as we go along in the Gemara. The Yard Scroll itself has an introduction to um, Kachim in general and different Karbanos, and we will also uh, learn that as we go. Uh, the first thing that we're going to discuss is uh, many of the uh, issues that will come up will be how you, truly unique the Karban Pesach is. Now, it's unique in a lot of different ways, and it breaks a lot of the rules of Kachim. So along the way, as we're learning the halachas of the Karban Pesach, we're going to learn the halachas of the different karbanos, and we'll see how the karban pesach is truly unique. So we start in our mishnah, tamid nishchat, um, 
about the carbon tamid. Now, this carbon tamid that we're talking about is a tamid shall be in our bayim. So now the carbon tamid was brought twice a day. There was a tamid, right, of the morning, tamid shall shachar, and a tamid shall be in our bayim. It says in Bamidbar, esakeva sechata seba boker, esakeva sechini tase bein harbaim. Right, so it was a keves, and one was born at the beginning, one was born at the end. Now, typically, as we will see at the very end of our daf, no korbanos were brought before the tamid shel shachar. That was in the morning. It's obvious, um, and no korbanos were brought after the tamid shel bein harbaim. Now, whereas shachar is more obvious, it's the beginning of the day and it's the very first korban. In fact, there's a pasuk that says it's baboker baboker. Okay, as we will be quoting this Pasuk again at the end of our daf. So that's early in the morning. But the Bain Arbaim, what does Bain Arbaim even mean? You know, we, we might be even familiar or used to saying Bain Arbaim, but what does it mean? Between the evenings? What, is, what does that mean? We'll see that it's in fact somewhat of a machlokes, and that leads to the question of when is the Tamid Shal Bain Arbaim brought? But be that as it may, uh, what brings it into Psachim is that there is in fact one Korban, one Korban. Um, of an animal that is brought after the Talmud Shobain Harbaim, and that is, as you might have already guessed, the Korban Pesach. Very unique in that way. And so, and as we know, the Korban Pesach is also unique. You know, typically if you have a Yantiv and you have a Korban that's relative to that Yantiv, so you bring that Korban on that Yantiv. But as we know, uh, the Korban Pesach is brought in Erev Pesach. Very interesting. So that Erev Pesach, when the Korban Pesach is brought, does it modify? Do we have to push in any way, push back the Korban Shel Bein Harbaim. That becomes the topic of our Mishnah, so without further ado, we're going to be using times like Shemona Vachetzi, Teshe Vachetzi, the eight and the third hours. We'll use our Shalos of the Equinox. We're going to get out of the Shalos issue because as we know, the way the hours are divided is if you have a sun, sunrise and sunset and then divided into 12, and then it could be what we would consider uneven hours of an hour and five minutes per hour, etc. We're going to assume an equinox so that every hour could be the hour that we're used to. And so, like, for example, eight and a half hours becomes 2.30, etc. And so with that, we'll begin our Mishnah as follows. When is the Tamid Shobain Arbaim? So we're not talking about the Korban Pesach yet. We'll come to it soon. It'll make its first appearance here. Tamid Nishchat Bishmona Omechza. Okay, so the first Shita here in the Mishnah is that the carbon tamid shel bein ha'arbaim, the evening or afternoon tamid is brought at 2.30 p.m., eight and a half hours into the day. The karev betishu mechza. Okay, so you slaughter it, nishchat, an eight and a half hours into the day, and then you offer it, which means you burn it on the mizbeach at 3.30. So obviously it's a procedure, right? You have to slaughter it, um, as we see in the introduction to kachim, and as we'll flesh out, pun intended, um, we will see, right? You shacht it, you have to collect the dam. The collection and the sprinkling of the dam around the Mizbeach is one of the most essential uh, components of these procedures. And in fact, it is mechaper. Uh, it is really, really critical to spread the dam. And then afterwards, you put the korban on the Mizbeach. Parts of it are burnt up, parts of it are eaten. Are eaten sometimes by Kohanim, sometimes by the owners. This is going to depend on which korbanos you bring. There are many different kinds of korbanos, as we will see. But be that as it may, this korban tamid, the keves that's brought, bein arabayim, you shecht it at 2.30 in the afternoon, and then you put it on the mizbeach, you burn it on there at 3.30 in the afternoon. Now, 
The Arve Psachim says the Tanakam of our Mishnah. When you have Arve Pesach, you're going to slaughter it instead of at 2.30 in the afternoon, you're going to do it at one thirty in the afternoon. And then you're going to bring it on the Mizbeach at 2.30 in the afternoon, which is meaning that everything's pushed an hour earlier. Why? Well, it makes sense. Everything's pushed an hour earlier because you're going to have to have enough time to bring the Korban Pesach afterwards. Says the Mishnah Bain Bechol Bain Bishabis. This will be analyzed further in the Gemara. That this is true what? Whether Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, as it does this year, or falls out on a weekday. We'll see how that's relevant. However, Chal Erev Pesach Lios Be Erev Shabbos. This is a different thing. This is not Erev Pesach that's on Shabbos. This is Erev Pesach that's on Friday. You have an extra issue. Because not because on, on Shabbos itself, you're not going to be able to roast the Korban Pesach. Rashi explains that you can't, you're not going to be able, uh, allowed to roast it because that's already lehedyot, hedyot, which means that's already for personal use. So you can't roast for personal use. Maybe for Gavoa, Korbanos we know are brought on Shabbos, of course. We mention the Korbanos of Shabbos um, in the Shabbos davening. But only those which are lagavoa, those which are for personal use and personal eating, you can't do. So the roasting of the carbon pesach cannot be done on Shabbos. And therefore the earliest you'd have to push would be on when Erev Pesach, when you bring the carbon pesach, falls out on Erev Shabbos. Because then you have to get everything done even more quickly. And therefore, nishchat, at that day, at that point, chalar pesach, Erev Shabbos, nishchat b'sheshu mechza. Wow, then you can bring it at 12.30 p.m., the Shechita, and then Karev B'Shever Mechza, and then that's going to be the earliest. You're pushing it back two hours, and you're putting it on the Mizbeach already by 1.30 in the afternoon, as opposed to 3.30 in the afternoon. Veha Pesach Acharav. And in all of these cases, the point is going to be that you're bringing the Korban Pesach afterwards. Okay. So now, let's get into this. First of all, Talmud Shilbein Arbayim. So we know that the words appear in the Torah, but what do they mean? So the Gemara asks, Minahani where do we know this idea that typically you shecht it at 2.30 in the afternoon and then put it on the Mizbech at 3.30 in the afternoon? So I'm going to be shoven Levi, the Pasuk we quoted. Rabbi Shoven Levi thinks that's how you read it. Ben Harabayim means in the middle of the afternoon. So, Literally, afternoon means afternoon. So afternoon, we're going to use our equinox day. So 12 o'clock is noon. 6 p.m. is going to be shkia, right? It's going to be the end of the day. So if you take the afternoon and you put the hour, because obviously, as we know, that doesn't change. The hour procedure, it takes an hour, right, to from the shechting till the end of the process to put it on the mizbeach. So if you put that hour smack in the middle of the afternoon, you're going to have... A half hour, or you get three o'clock is the midpoint, right? So three o'clock is going to be the midpoint of this hour as well. And that is how you put a procedure of shechting that takes an hour smack in the middle of the afternoon, where it starts at 2.30, ends at 3.30 with three o'clock, which is the midpoint of the afternoon, being at the midpoint of this hour-long procedure. And bang, bain har means as centered as you can within the afternoon, which means it's like a dal raisa, which we'll see becomes the problem. But Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is saying this 2.30 is a real 2.30 to 3.30 is what the Torah was telling us when it said Bein Harbaim. Wow. And just to, to fill it out, spell it out in the words, Bein Harbaim, he quotes the Pasuk and then he says, Chalkeu Levein Shnei Aravim. 
take the afternoon, split it into two equal parts. So he formulates it, says it a little differently than what I said it, but it comes out the same, right? That you have two and a half hours in each direction, one in the beginning of the afternoon, one at the end of the afternoon, and you got that hour right in the middle. Okay, and that's what Bain Arbayim means. Now, Musiv Rava, Rava does not like this because he said, our very Mishnah says, he quotes our very Mishnah to, to say that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is, um, is coming up with a Da'araisa that probably can't be Da'araisa. Why? Because in our Mishnah we say that Be'arvi Psachim Nishchat Beshevo Mechza Vekarim Bishmano Mechza. Right? In our Mishnah we said that when you have a reason, as we do on Erev Pesach, to push it earlier, we do so. And therefore, for example, on Erev Pesach, we'll start the shechting of the Karban Tamin Shalbein Arbaim at 1.30 in the afternoon. Now, and we say, Ben Bechal Bein B'Shabbos. Okay, it happens to be that the mission says that this would be true on Chol Aron Shabbos. And says the Gemara, In general, this does not have to do, as far as I can tell, with Chol Aron Shabbos. It just has to do with the beginning of this Mishnah, which is to say, if it were really a Deoraisa prescribed time to bring the carbon Tamid Shabbain Arbaim in the middle of the afternoon, then even if we had uh, incentive to push it back, we would have no right to do so. That's a time prescribed me Deoraisa. And therefore, the very fact, says Rava, that we can in fact move that hour back would be implying, not like Rabbi Shubin Levi, it would imply that this time frame cannot be a very specific time frame set aside Midoraisa. It must be that the time frame Midoraisa is more fluid because we see in our Mishnah that we're moving it around for our reasons, albeit, right, carbon Pesach is certainly a carbon Midoraisa, so those reasons are legitimate reasons, but they would be, uh, there would be a greater uh, issue, right? There would be more resistance to this if it was, in fact, a very precisely prescribed time Midoraisa. Okay. So what's Rava's suggestion? So he says, El Rava, this is how you read it. This is how you learn the Tamit Shabbin Arbaim. It says, Mitzvah the Tamit Mishinatu Tzilei Arev. Aha. The Tamit Shabbin Arbaim, what does Bain Arbaim mean? It means basically all afternoon. What does it mean? Arbaim as in Ma'arav, that we know, right, that when the sun rises in the east, it casts a shadow, as it does. It casts a shadow to the west. Okay. When the sun is already setting in the west, it casts a shadow to the east. So let's read it inside. As follows. My time. What's the reason? The Amakrab Bain Ha'arbaim. The Pasuk says, Bain Ha'arbaim, which means, Me'idna from the time the sun begins to set, right? Bein ha'arbaim, matchil limirav, beginning to set. Well, mirav is a word that can allude to the setting of the sun because that, in fact, is where the sun sets. It sets in the ma'arav, which is the west. So, again, we have this idea that has to do with the sun setting. Now, we had already seen in a different context. When the sun is straight up ahead, it's hard to tell. The half hour before and the half hour after, pure uh, noon, High noon, as we, as it were, it's very hard to tell whether the sun is rising or setting to the naked eye. But once it's already more than a half hour of setting, you can already see that it's starting to set. As long as it's setting during any of that time, you could bring the tamid shell bain arbaim. Aha, that's why So the rest of the year, 
you have a lot of extra korbanas that you have to deal with if you're working in the base of Mikdash. People are bringing a darim. People are bringing a davas. We'll discuss these korbanas. In those cases, the Rechman Amar Aleh Achel Hashlamim. And as we will learn again at the end of this daf, Aleh Achel Hashlamim means that what? That those have to be completed before. As Rashi says, Aleh Achel Hashlamim. Al Tamit Shashachar Hashlam Kol Arbanos V'Lot Hashlamim Al Tamit Erev. In other words, the Limud was there to say that the Tamit Shel Shachar has to happen before everything else. The Tamid Shel Shachar also afterwards, all of the Karbanas can be brought. However, that is to exclude the Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim, which is to imply that the Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim is the very last Karban brought. Uh-huh. So now when you bring in a Dharma and a Davos, we know that you need to bring those before the Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim. So Chazal said, okay, Minha Torah, right? This is a call with all within Rava. Minha Torah, I can bring it all afternoon starting, let's say, at 12.30. However, I don't want to rush these people. I don't want people who want to bring the Dharma and the Davos not to bring it. I want, don't want to disincentivize them. I want them to have the incentive to bring it. Therefore, we're going to say, you know what, guys? We're going to institute that we're going to start shechting that Tamid Shobin Arbaim 2.30 in the afternoon. Take the two hours. Use them wisely. Use them efficiently. And bring your Dharma and the Davos then. Fine. And we could do that. And that's perfectly okay with the Daraisa because really we have all afternoon. Amar Mar, and to that, Mar said... Right? We'll see. This is where we'll see where we learn this at the end of this Amud, uh, Daf, I should say, that in fact all the Korbanos have to be complete before the Talmud Shabbin Arbaim. And therefore, this is just the Gemara saying what we just explained, which is that we delay it two hours. We could start bringing it at 1230, but we're bringing it at 230. That's when we bring it at 230. However, but when we have that one exception, the whole year, which is Erev Pesach, where we bring a Korban Pesach after the Talmud Shel Ben Arbaim, it is only then that we can, and we can do it, because the Torah says anything in the afternoon is okay, and therefore we can bring it at 1.30 in the afternoon instead of 2.30, because we need that extra time to bring the Korban Pesach. And in addition, Chal Erev Pesach Lios. Erev Shabbos, the economic of the Lodachi Shabbos. Interesting. This is where Rashi says his idea of the Mpneshat Surah Hedyoti, right? That when you have Erev Pesach that falls out on a Friday and that, sl- that roasting of the Karm Pesach cannot take place on Shabbos, then we make the din on 12.30 and that's when we do it earlier. You might ask, why don't we even bring it later? Like, have more time. Ample time for Nadarim and Nadavas. Why don't you bring it at, I don't know, 5 p.m., right? You still have two hours. It only takes an hour. Oh, no, no. Well, let's say 4 p.m. Okay, start at 4 p.m. instead of at 2.30. You still have two hours to do it. It only takes an hour to do the, uh, right? I mean, you could really also potentially do it in 5, but then you're cutting it close. But why not 4 p.m.? So I think there's an issue here of Ziriz and Makdimin also. Uh, the basic Mikdash, especially the Kohanim, there's an issue of Zrizi Makdimin. So there's sort of like a default assumption that you're doing everything as early as you possibly can while balancing that with all the needs of what you're going to have to do. So when you just have Zrizi Makdimin, but you have other obligations like the Dharma and Davos, so you'll push it over two hours. When you have obligations also pushing you from the other end, like the Karim Pesach, or even roasting the Karim Pesach if it's on Erev Shabbos, so then you're going to 
uh, have no choice but to put it back even further, and then you'll just bring the Dharma and at a different time. Okay. Fine. Eight lines up from the wide lines on Nun Ches Amar Aleph, the Gemara says of the following Brisa. We're going to see, this is sort of an ambiguous brysa, and there are going to be a couple of versions of what these, uh, these ambiguous words meant, and we'll see three interpretations. Okay, so let's just read what the words say first, and then we'll analyze it as follows. So, just like the Tamid is on Chol, so too it's on Shabbos. Okay, so that in, on its surface just means that the time for the Tamid Shabbat Arbaim is 2.30 in the, on Shabbos, just like it is during the weekday. Diver Rabbi Shemayel. And Rabbi Kiva, Omer, Kisidur, Be'er, Pesach. So Rabbi Kiva, it sounds like he's saying that on Shabbos, you bring the Korban like it's, like at, uh, well, what kind of Erev Pesach is he talking about? Is he talking about the, the regular Erev Pesach, which is at 7.30, uh, which is 7, 7.30 hour, one thirty. One hour earlier, as he means Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos, which is two hours earlier. Let's see. So my Kamar, what is this um, undefined kind of brisa trying to say? So let's take a crack at it. We'll start with Abaye. Amar Abaye. Hachi Kamar, this is what it's talking about. Kisiduro b'chol b'erev Pesach. It's talking about an Erev Pesach situation. So he's saying, just like when you have Erev Pesach falls out, right, on whatever, on a regular day, a regular chol day, and you bring the korban pesach at one thirty in the afternoon. Kach sidur b'shabbos be'erev pesach. That's what you should do on Shabbos on erev pesach. Shabbos that's an erev pesach, right? Erev pesach shechalios b'shabbos. When are you going to do it? So you're going to do it at one thirty in the afternoon. Why not? Diver Rabbi Shmuel. However, Rabbi Kiva Omer kesidur be'erev pesach shechalios be'erev Shabbos. That no, on Shabbos shechalios be'erev pesach like we have this year, you don't do it. At one thirty. Well, he's learning a totally different thing. He said, "Forget about what you do right on Sidur Shachol Erev Pesach." No, 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 no. Let's talk about when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, right? Rabbi Kiva says, just like when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, you push it back two hours and you bring the Korban Pesach at twelve thirty. Kach Sidur B'Shabbos. That's what you're going to do on Shabbos. So, really, the question is. What are we learning on? So Shabbos, right? So according to, again, Rabbi Shmo, we're learning Shabbos on Erev Pesach that we're doing it at 2.30. According to Rabbi Kiva, we're learning that a regular Shabbos um, or maybe an Erev Pesach that falls out on Shabbos. So we're learning to the same kind of, uh, of case, but whereas Rabbi Shmo says that you're going to learn that it's going to be at 2.30, uh, I'd rather, I'm sorry, whereas Rabbi Shmuel holds, easy to get confused here, so try to, try to organize it again. Again, we're talking about Erev Pesach Shechal Yos B'Shabbos. Okay, just like this year. What, when are you going to bring the carbon Mincha? So Rabbi Shmuel is going to say you're going to bring it at 1.30 in the afternoon. Just like any other Erev Pesach. Good. Rabbi Kiva says, no. On Erev Pesach Shechal Yos B'Shabbos, you're going to do it like Erev Pesach Shechalios Be'erev Shabbos. That may be counterintuitive, but don't forget, Erev Pesach, that's an Erev Shabbos, is the earliest. It's even earlier in what we thought we said in the Mishnah than a regular Erev Pesach Shechalios Be'shabbos. If Erev Pesach is Shabbos, 
then there's a shita that says that you would bring it at one thirty, like any other korban tamid shalbein arbayim. But if it's an erev Pesach that shchalios be erev Shabbos, then you bring it at twelve thirty. So what Rabbi Yakiva is being mechadesh is that an erev Pesach shchalios be Shabbos. Uh, Shabbos is going to be like as if it were on Friday of Pesach and it's going to be an extra hour earlier at 12.30 in the afternoon. And then, however, that would be connected to what our mission said, right? Because our mission said that we bring the carbon Tamit Shabbat Arbaim, right, at 1.30 in the afternoon on Erev Pesach, whether it's weekday or Shabbos. So therefore, that Rabbi Ishmael, that would be an expression of the Shitas Rabbi Ishmael. That was Abayah's understanding of this uh, brisa, right? Abayah's understanding of this brisa leaves Rabbi Kiva going against our Mishnah and saying that Erev Pesach Shechalios Peshabbos is an hour earlier than usual, just like as if it was an Erev Pesach Shechalios Erev Shabbos, which is something we do not see in our Mishnah. In fact, he holds that our Mishnah is reflecting the view of Rabbi Ishmael. Okay, now, the Gemara then is going to explain what the Machlokas, the source of Machlokas, which you Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel was, within Abaye, as follows, The whole Machlokas would be about whether you could do these Vazichin before the Musafin or not. Well, the Musafin is easy, we know what that is. That's the Korban Musaf. The Korban Musaf, everybody said, was always, it's like Nei Jacob Sharazayim, it's at 11 a.m., right? Beginning of the sixth hour. So that was a Bnei Jacob uh, Baltimore joke. So 11 a.m. is when you daven Musaf. Good. Now, the question really is, can you, there's another, right, on Shabbos is another procedure. It's actually a great chill. That's when you would start eating the Lecham Apanim. Remember we learned recently, Lecham Apanim reading last week's bread, but it was one of the miracles, quoted in Perkei Avos, I believe, that it's, right, it was fresh as could be even from the week before. And you baked it an Arab Shabbos for the following Shabbos. Okay, so when do you eat it? You eat it now. You eat it like we do, right? You make Kiddush. You make Kiddush and you have a great time. But the question is, is it a Kiddush club? I'm trying to make it contemporary. It's not quite this, obviously. But are you doing a pre-Musaf Kiddush club? Or are you finishing Musaf and finishing Shul first and then only after that making Kiddush? Well, that is actually... Um, important because the procedure of Kiddush, as we know, it's it's actually a serious business. They burn the Levona. That's why it's called Vizichin. Vizichin really means the frankincense. You burn the Levona and you're burning spices and you're hanging, handing out the Lechem HaPanim and you're eating it. So you're chilling and you're eating Lechem HaPanim and you're burning spices. So it's a wonderful procedure. It takes about an hour. So if this procedure takes place during a Kiddush club before Musaf, it's going to delay your day. So let's see how that reads in the Gemara. So the Gemara again, Rabbi Shmuel says, yeah, first off in Musaf, then afterwards you can have Kiddush. So then, Okay, so if Musaf is first, then finish like in the order you're supposed to. Finish Musaf, and then have your chill with the lechem upon him and the, and, the, and the spices. And then, only after that, right, and that takes about an hour plus, okay? And then, you're going to bring the tamid at 
seven and a half hours, which is one thirty in the afternoon, right? You just have too much to do because you first you're diving Yosef like a mensch, and then you're doing the Kiddush, and then one thirty already you can get started with the Tamid Shell Bein Harbain. However, Rabbi Kiva Savar, Vazichin Kodmin Lamasofim. Aha. Rabbi Kiva held, no, you have, so to speak, tongue in cheek, a Kiddush club, right? You're making the Vazichin uh, and you're burning the incense and you're eating all this bread before the Mosaf. And therefore, that Kiddush club, as we know, gets started nice and early. You're very eager to do it. So Vazichin, Bechamesh, and Mosaf, and Bechesh, right? So you're doing all the spoons of the, right, of the spices, the frankincense, as it were. You're doing that during the beginning of the fifth hour or during the fifth hour. And then you could start Musaf still because the time of Musaf doesn't change. But the point is, once you finish Musaf, you've already had Kiddush, you've had everything. And then, so you're available at that point to bring the Tavim Shabbat Arbaim at 12.30 instead of at 1.30. So that is obviously, right, a very popular minion, the one that has already the, Mus- the Musafim going at 12.30 instead of at 1.30. And that would be their Machlokas, and therefore, that is, that is the source of their machlokas, and they bring that machlokas into their interpretation of this b'risa. However, mat kifla rava. Rava says the language of the b'risa doesn't sound at all like this. Look at the words of the b'risa. It says, midi rabbi kiva kisidra be'erev pesach shechal yos be'erev shabbos katani? In other words, according to you, Abaye, the understanding of what rabbi kiva says when he says kisidur be'erev pesach, he means what? That the, the korban tamit shal ben arbayim on shabbos should be brought just like the Tamid Shalbein Arbaim on Erev Pesach that falls out on Erev Shabbos? Where do you see that in his words? All Rabbi Kiva said was Kisidur Be'erev Pesach. In other words, in the Gemara, again, Kisidur Be'erev Pesach, Stam Akatani. All Rabbi Kiva said was Kisidur Be'erev Pesach. Stam, that's all he said. You're going to read into that that it's Erev Pesach, Shechalios Be'erev Shabbos? Mehechatesi. That doesn't sound right at all. Rabbi Kiva doesn't read straight. At least that doesn't sound like a like a really clear interpretation or certainly not a compelling interpretation of what Rabbi Kiva said in the, in the Brisa. So Rabbi is challenging Abaya in this and offers his own explanation of this enigmatic Brisa as follows. Elama Rava, Hachikamar, Kisidur Bechol de Alma, just like the Tamid Shilbein Arbaim on a regular weekday as we discussed is brought at 2.30 in the afternoon, Kach Sidra B'Shabbos Be'er Pesach, Deva Rabbi Shmal. That is what that is what, when you're going to bring the carbon Tomit Shabbat Arbaim on Shabbos, which is Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. Which again, not as problematic as an Erev Shabbos, because, right, you don't have the consideration of how you can do the Tzli um, to, to, to rush it. And so therefore, on, on that day, Rabbi Ishmael is going to say that you're going to also bring the Tomit Shabbat Arbaim, as you do every Shabbos, at 2.30 in the afternoon. Mind you, this doesn't sound like the Brisa. We'll see that that, in fact, uh, becomes a problem with Rava, but that's what Rava says is the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Now, a court. Now, Diva Rabbi Shmuel. Now, Rabbi Kiva Omer Kesidro be'erev Pesach. Rabbi Kiva says now that just like an erev Pesach, when it falls on weekday, you do it at one thirty in the afternoon. That's when you do a what a korban tamid shalbein arbaim on this Shabbos of erev Pesach. Now. Which means that our Mishnah that teaches us that that the Tamid that's on Erev Pesach is at the same time that it's one third uh, one thirty in the afternoon. Rabbi Kiva he 
that is going to be considered Rabbi Kiva because he's going to say that you're always going to do the carbon Pesach right on right on at one thirty Bein Bechol Bein Shabbos. Now the Gemara there is going to say what's the Machlokas then? But my Kamifli, the Michmer Bisra Kamifli. There already that's a different question. The question of a Shabbos right Arab Pesach Shachalios Shabbos has a different question, which is, how long are we going to allow this carbon Pesach to sit around uncooked? Aha. Uh-huh. Salmonella, so to speak. Why? Because Erev Pesach Shechal Yosef has a unique aspect to it. Um, we alluded to it with regards to Erev Pesach Shechal Yosef Shabbos. We said we have to uh, roast it before Shabbos comes. Well, Erev Pesach Shechal Yosef also has a special din, because we cannot roast it until Shabbos ends. Aha. Uh-huh. So now, therein lies the issue. Rabbi Kiva's okay. He's going to agree with our Mishnah and the language is going to stand consistent. He's going to be okay with bringing, shechting the, right, Talmud Shabbat Arabayim and then subsequently the Karim Pesach um, after, seven, after 2.30. However, the problem is, at that point, you're going to be waiting for the Karim Pesach in order to be able to roast it. And that could be a problem because if you're waiting too long to roast it, it might, so to speak, rot. So it's a question of whether they're concerned about the rotting. Let's see in the Gemara. They're talking about the are the, the becoming warm, spoiling. Rabbi Shmuel, right, who's concerned about it, is going to make you bring the Korban, right, on at, two, at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, to Shechah at 2.30. And he's allowing you right, to, to shech the Tamid at one thirty, one hour earlier. Again, this is all a discussion of when you're shechting the Karman Tamid Shev Ben Arabayim, and then there's going to be another hour, and then you're going to put on the Mizbech, and only then are you going to be bringing the Karman Pesach. So this is about when you're shechting the Karman Tamid Shev Ben Arabayim in uh, advance of shechting the Karman Pesach. Okay, so now we're, we turn to, we have... Um, we have uh, some time left here as we turn to Nunchesim and Beis and we say the following. The Gemara is going to question, according to this, the opinion of Ikiva because it says, if we're not concerned about the spoilage of the meat, so So we already have a precedent of doing it at 12.30, right? And we already know that we have uh, these psukim, right? That we learn... Um, that maybe you could already start from 12.30 and do it all the afternoon. So why are we pushing it back only to 1.30? Why not push it back to 12.30? No, because Rabbi Kiva himself holds, as we uh, alluded to earlier, the first Yudavan Musaf, rather, first, so to speak, Yudavan Musaf, you bring the Korban Musaf, and then, only then, do you bring the Vazichin, uh, and that takes about an hour, and therefore, you don't really get out of shul until 1.30, and therefore that's the earliest time you could do it, right? And therefore, if you follow the schedule and you can't make Kiddush, so to speak, until after you bring the Korban Musaf, you're going to be finding yourself that the earliest you could really bring this Korban Tamim at 1.30 in the afternoon. There is, I'm fudging the numbers, I'm assuming, you know, Kalman's there, and, and Andrew, we have a bunch of uh, guys with eagle eyes who, who pick up on nuance. And so, and so Barry, Kalman, Andrew, and all the rest of them, 
uh, Garano. It's the, these guys know that I'm when I say seven, they know that there's an extra an hour there. That's why at some point I said an hour plus. Uh, there's there is. Uh, discussion of this in the Rishonim, right? Some of it has to do with maybe you want to keep it at one thirty for the sake of consistency, or maybe it could take a little bit longer, um, etc. Maybe you need to have a little bit of a break, but the point of the matter is um, you understand at least conceptually that the order is the first you're going to do the Musaf, then you're going to do the Vazichin, which takes about an hour, and then it makes sense at that point to start the Tamit Shalbein Arbaim at one thirty. Okay, so that was Rava's interpretation. However, we're going to see that Rava, just like Abaye, just like Rava saw some faults in the in the position of Rabbi Kiva and his language in the in the in the uh, perspective of Abaye, we're going to see some faults within uh, Rava's position as, as well. As follows: Matkifla Rabba Barula. Rabba Barula challenged Rava as follows: Midi Kispizro Bechol Kachsidro B'Shavas Be'er of Pesach Divri Rabbi Shmuel Katani. He says, did that what the Baisa say? Now, Rabbi Shemal sounds funny, right? Rabbi Shemal didn't say that just like it is during the Chol, that's how it is on Shabbos and Erev Pesach. That's not what he said. Kach Sidra B'Shabbos Tamakatani. In other words, Rabbi Shemal, when he spoke about it, was trying to teach you what? When you actually bring the Karban Tamit Shalbein Arabayim on Shabbos. And so, it had nothing to do with Erev Pesach. So, why are you reading that into the, right, into the Baisa Rava? Just like you complained about Abaye reading Rabbi Kiva uh, with some uh, poetic license, that's how you're reading Rabbi Shmuel in the Brisa. So rather, Rabbi Barula is going to give his third uh, explanation of the Brisa, which reads the most cleanly as follows. Elama Rabbi Barula hachi katani. This is what the Brisa is trying to teach. Kasidra behold alma. Just like you have the Talmud Shabbat on a dime on a regular weekday, as we discussed, smack in the middle of the afternoon at 2.30, Kach Sidra B'Shabbos Alma. Again, from 2.30 to 3.30. Kach Sidra B'Shabbos Alma. That's when Mincha is, just like Mincha is, just as Mincha is during the week, so too Mincha is on Shabbos itself. Divi Rabbi Shmuel. That's the position of Rabbi Shmuel. Every Rabbi Kiva, America, Sidra Rabbi Pesach de Alma. Kach Sidra B'Shabbos Alma. Rabbi Kiva says, just like the Talmud Shabbat Arbaim on Erev Pesach is an hour earlier, as we discussed, for the reason we discussed, because you have to give time to bring the Korban Pesach, that is how it is on a regular Shabbos as well. And therefore, basically all it amounts to is that on Shabbos, Rabbi Akiva holds that you daven mincha one hour earlier. But this doesn't really have anything to do with Erev Pesach. It just has to do with when do you daven, right, mincha on Shabbos, so to speak. In other words, when do you bring the carbon Tamil Shabbat Arbaim on Shabbos? Rabbi Ishmael is going to say at a regular time, 2.30, just like during the week. And Rabbi Akiva is going to say an hour earlier. And then, and then when our Mishnah, which is talking about specifically a topic of Erev Pesach, and saying that on Erev Pesach it falls an hour earlier, well, that can be consistent with both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel, because neither of them are talking about Erev Pesach at all. They're only talking about a regular Shabbos. And that is how you reconcile our Mishnah with the Brisa. This is, in fact, um, this, in fact, makes a lot of sense um, and reads cleanly. So then, the only question that remains then is what is the source of the machokas between Rabbi Shemal and Rabbi Kiva with regards to why Rabbi Kiva holds that you daven an hour earlier on Shabbos? To that, says the Gemara, big gzeras nadavos and darim kamiflagi. They disagree over the way they made a gazera on account of the fact that people have to bring nadarim and nadavos. In other words, Rabbi Shemal savar says the Gemara gazrina Shabbos atuchol that we're concerned, right? We, we want to have the two-hour delay, even though we want to do Zriz and Makadimin and 
even though Nadarim and Nadavos are not, in fact, brought on Shabbos, which is the critical point. So you would say, okay, Nadarim and Nadavos aren't brought on Shabbos. We want to do Zriz and Makdimin, and therefore you should do it an hour earlier. That, in fact, is going to be the position of Rabbi Kiva. However, Rabbi Shmuel is concerned. He's concerned that if you're going to start making this early Talmud Shal Ben Arbayim, people like early davening, they like early Mincha, and they're going to start adopting it during the week. Once they start adopting it during the week, they're going to disincentivize the bringing of the uh, Karbanas Nadarim and Davos um, during the week, and that's going to cause um, problems. It's going to minimize that time. It's going to be too stressful, and it's going to disincentivize people from doing it. So you make a gazera across the board, just every time, every day, whether it's weekday or Shabbos, even though on Shabbos you don't bring Nadarim and Davos, Mincha is at 2.30. Right? The Tamish of Ben Arbaim is brought at 2.30. So that's what the Gemara means when it says, Rishmael Savar, Gazrin and Shabbos Atu Chol. Rabbi Kiva, however, Savar, Lo Gazrin, we don't have to make this Gezeira. We Everybody understands that Shabbos is different than Chol. Chol, Mecha is at 2.30, Shabbos is at 1.30. The Gemara, however, asks with regards to Rabbi Kiva, again, the same question it asked before. It'll also give the same answer. It says, So if you're not concerned about the Gezeira, it's a different Gezeira before, but same basic concept, which is if you don't hold of this, if you're not concerned about the Nadavas and Nadarim, why aren't you saying that we just stop in Mincha at 12.30? Says the Gemara, yeah, because on Shabbos you don't get out of shul till one thirty. Because first you'd say Musaf, and then you did the Vazichin Kiddush. Musaf and Bishesh, Vazichin Bishava. And so since you can't even do it any earlier, so that's the earliest you can do it, the Tommy Shalbein Arbaim is then brought at one thirty in the afternoon. Okay, May's faith. First word, 17 lines down, on Nunches Amin Beis. Tamid kol ha-shana kula, karv kel All year long you have to bring the Tamid. Uh, according to its halachas, nishchat b'shmona mechza v'karav b'teisha mechza. So all year long, tamid shel ben arbaim shechted at two thirty, bring it on the mizbech at three thirty, bada bing bada boom. However, with erev pesach, nishchat b'sheva mechza v'karav b'shmona mechza. Erev pesach, as we've discussed already, you're going to bring it an hour earlier. You're going to shecht it at one thirty and bring it at two thirty. Chalios b'shavas kechalios b'sheni b'shavas. Okay, so we're going to harp on this aspect of the brisa. That if the Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, it's as if it falls out on Monday. Deva Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Shmuel is going to say that if it's Chalios B'Shabbos, then it's still going to be, again, like we said before, right? That that if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, it's as if on Shabbos. We don't really know what this means. We'll see. And Rabbi Kiva Omer, Kesidro B'Erev Pesach. That you bring it like you would an Erev Pesach. So what does this even mean? So the Gemara says like this, Okay. This sounds like a baye because this brisa is saying what that's 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 the cleanest way to read the brisa, right? That that it's like the shita of Rabbi Shmuel, right? But according to Rava, Rava said that Rabbi Shmuel is concerned for the meat spoiling, and therefore he holds that erev pesach shachalios you bring it right at the same time as you bring it during the the year at 2.30. So that's already very difficult, right? Because Rabbi Shmuel here says, Kechalios B'Shaini B'Shabbos. Sounds like Rabbi Shmuel saying that, right, that you would bring it at, um, right, as if Erev Pesach fell out on a weekday. That's the point, because we're talking about Erev Pesach here. Mm-hmm. So on Erev Pesach, everybody agrees that you bring it at 1.30. So what is Rabbi Shmuel saying? Uh, it sounds, so we say, Amalach Rava, Lo Teme Kechal B'Shaini B'Shabbos. Now, the Brisa doesn't mean that it's as if it falls out on Monday. Rather, like a regular Erev Pesach, El Ema Kesheni B'Shabbos De Alma. Read it, right? In other words, not Erev Pesach Monday, but a regular Monday. That's the point. 
In other words, we said, B'Sheni B'Shabbos, we assumed that just because the topic of the Brisa was Erev Pesach, that we assumed that that would be talking about an Erev Pesach that fell out on Monday. But no, no, no. What Rabbi Shmuel is trying to say is exactly what we said in his name before, according to Abaye. That's what he's going to answer. He's going to say that when it says that you go like it is an Erev Pesach on a Monday, it means, right, it, it's as if on... Um, it's it's not it's not as if an Arab Pesach on a Monday. When he says Kesheni B'Shabbos, he means a regular Monday. Well, we all know that a regular Monday you bring it at two thirty, and that's what he's trying to explain, according to Bryce, according to right Abaye. Now, eighteen lines up, we're gonna we're gonna bring it from the other way. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to challenge the other way. Meisve Chalios B'Shabbos. If Arab Pesach falls out in Shabbos, Kesidro Kol Hashanakula Diver Rabbi Shmuel. Right, so Rabbi Shmuel said it's like. The entire, the rest of the year. So Rabbi Kiva Omer consider erev Pesach the Alma, and Rabbi Kiva says it's like you do a regular erev Pesach, which we know it is. You bring it at one thirty. So Bishleim la Rava Anicha. So according to Rava, this is exactly how he interpreted Rabbi Shmuel before. However, Labaye Kasha, but now Abaye is again is in trouble because when erev Pesach, right? He says that when erev Pesach Chalios B'Shabbos, he says that you do it at one thirty. Well, that's that's tough because Rabbi Shmuel here is saying that the that the Korban Talmud is, is brought at the same time all year round, which is to say at 2.30 in the afternoon. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Again, we're going to modify what what Kol Kula means. We're going to modify, just like we modified what Sheni B'Shavis meant. Amal Chabaye, Lo Tema Kisudro Kol It doesn't mean like the entire year, um, which is to say, it doesn't mean like you bring it at 2.30 like you do the entire year. Ela Ema Kisudro Kol Hashanim Kulan. It means you bring it at the same time that you bring any year when Erev Pesach falls out on a regular weekday, which is to say at when Erev Pesach falls out, not just like the rest of the year, but the rest of the years that you have Erev Pesach, which is to say at 1.30 in the afternoon, Deva Rabbi Shemarel and Rabbi Kiva, America, Sidra, Erev Pesach, Shechalios, Erev Shabbos, right? And it's there where Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's like an Erev Pesach, Shechalios, and Erev Shabbos, which is in fact at 12.30 as we discussed. Okay, now, Finally, finishing up, uh, 11 lines up from the bottom, Anun Chesem Beis. We have only a couple of minutes, so we'll finish up over here. Tanar Rabbanon, Minayin Shlo Yedavar Kodem L'Tamit Shal Shachar. Just as we said before, where do we learn this halacha that you don't bring any karbanas before the Tamit Shal Shachar? It's a new idea here. The first words are 11 lines up. So, Tamad Lomar, Ve'arach Aleha Ha'ola. That's what the Pasuk teaches you. The Pasuk says, Ve'arach Aleha Ha'ola, Ve'hiktir Aleha Chel Ve'ashlamim. Okay. So my Talmud, what do you learn from this? So Amarava Ha'ola, Ola Rishona, Ha'ola, right? Ha'ola means that this is the first Korban that you bring. That's how you learn the Tamashal Shachar is the first Korban. So how do we learn that we don't mock of anything after the Tarmat Shal Abayim? In parentheses, we should add that, that except for the Korban Pesach. So Talmud Omar, V'hiktir Alea Chel V'hashlamim. And the same Pasuk it says, V'hiktir Alea, it's referring to the Tamit Shal Shachar. That on them you could be makdir the chelvi shlamim says the Gemara. My Talmuda, what do we learn? Amar Bay aleha shlamim, right after it, after the korban atamid, you could do shlamim. But lo chaverta shlamim, but its sister korban, the korban atamid shabain harbaim, that is not the one that you could be makdir the shlamim after. Therefore, it is alluding to the fact, as we said before, that you can't bring any korban after the atamid shabain harbaim. To which matkif la rava emar shlamim mudul lo nakriv haolas nakriv. But the pasuk really only says. Well, the truth is, it says, But it says over here, But what about Olos? 
Kol HaKarbanos Kulan. It's sort of like a, use the word Shlamim to say Alea HaShlem. Since it says Shlamim, it's a very inclusive term that means Shlemus, it means completely, and therefore all the Karbanas, all of them have to be completed. Uh, we know not all, the Karban Pesach not, but the rest of the Karbanas all have to be completed by the Karban Tamit Shilbein Arabayim. We will resume here with the Tanar Rabbanan, second line up tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, second line up from the bottom on the Chesim Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you live tomorrow.